Welcome to the Corporate Streets Podcast, and this is the podcast for people who bought a Scotty Cameron Select Newark 2 Notchback Dual Balance Putter just to use it as a self-defense weapon. What the? What in the hell? That's a golf club. Okay. They bought a golf club just to use it as a self-defense weapon. It's an elite golf club. Got it. Sounds elite. And this I is... I one. <laughs> And this is Carblasian Jaren. And this is TJ. And yeah, you. So what? That's an elite golf club, bro. <laughs> I got it when you said putter, but when you went into all the details, that's definitely some Tiger Woods shit. Like I. Did I, you know? I ain't, I ain't got it. I went into the golf uh, store once. Um, my, my daughter had a friend that was really into golf and we went in there and uh there was some dudes talking and they was like oh are those the new t woods and i was like what like oh they talking about tiger woods his his shoes they were talking about the shoes like they were jordans (laughs) i can't remember if they called them t woods or if they called them t woes they might have called them t woes or t t woes (laughs) Or T Dubs or something like that. They called they called yeah. him some kind of nickname. Right. They had a cool street nickname for him. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is a thing. Like they were straight like geeking over him. Like they was like the the hottest Jordans that just came out. Nah, dog. I can get me some eleven just golf shoes. I don't need I can, you can get some Jordan eleven golf shoes. Nah, gotta get the T dub the T dub eights. The T Dub, nah, uh, the T Dub Denny editions. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Nah, I knew I knew nothing about that. Yeah, man. Get some get some T Dubs, man. Step your game up. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know what? Just to add on from last week. So, guess what I did, bro? What's that? So last week we talked a little bit about surviving compton michelle's uh biopic right Mm -hmm. and so um i had only watched about 20 minutes of it so i really didn't have much to say about it i just know that there was a lot of beating going on in the 20 minutes that i saw and i was afraid that the whole movie was going to be that way and a lot of it was but i ended up watching the entire two-hour movie and when i saw that it was two hours i was like man i'm about to waste two hours of my life just so I can, you know, actually see it since I talked about a little bit of it. Now I have to finish watching it. But you know what? It held my attention, man. It wasn't that bad. That two hours went by really fast, man, because that was two hours with commercials, too. See, I, I was guess, able to fast forward the commercials. I guess that's where we're different because I was able to talk about it and I had, like, no desire to go back and watch it. I was, I was, perfect, <laughs> I was perfectly fine never seeing that movie. Yeah. And well, I told you I was gonna watch it. I was gonna watch it with the wife anyway. I was gonna watch it. Yeah, I just would so, I like I thought you was just talking, you know, just saying it for the show. But oh no, no, it wasn't just for the show. Oh, but wow. I figured since I spent the two hours of my life watching it, I figured we could talk about it a little bit, just a tad. Okay. So we talked about Lifetime, right? And how Lifetime's casting is just terrible. Mm-hmm. And. I was looking at it like, yeah, it was terrible. However, the Dre, the guy that they chose to do Dre, 
he actually did a pretty good job. And the more I watched the movie, the more I felt like, okay, this guy looks like Dre. Okay. So he, so that as far as casting wise, they did good with the Dre character. Now the easy character wasn't really feeling the easy character, and the cube character wasn't really feeling the cube character. And Miss Chalet, I guess they don't have to look alike, but there's been so many good biopics that have been done where the people, you know, the actors and actresses actually look like the people. You kind of expect it to look like them. Uh, Shug didn't look like yeah. Shug wasn't that good of a Shug. He was all right, but Miss Chalet was totally different. I mean, they're two totally different skin complexions. So again, uh, Lifetime did not they they didn't do very well overall in the casting department. Hmm. Now as far as as far as the movie though, the movie gave another perspective from Straight Outta Compton because apparently Miss Chalet was around the entire time that went on i mean because they started dating like in sometime in 87 right before nwa popped off you know well when world-class wrecking crew was around okay. so she was there for that and they didn't stop messing around until to about 95 or so 95 96 so basically 87 and 96 so basically basically she felt some kind of way because like her existence wasn't even acknowledged on straight out of not at all her existence wasn't even acknowledged at all and she was a really important well she thought she was (laughs) she thought that she was a really important component to dr dre's life during that period that that movie was made about so for her not to be in it at all is uh, mm, is it well done if you left out important parts or maybe it wasn't important to him I don't know I don't know how you can leave that out the person that you were dating and married to and had a baby by Mm, they didn't go into anybody else's relationship like that Uh, it touched on easy a little bit um, yeah, I, I guess I guess you could say they kept it just at NWA specifically, but I mean she was on tours and everything with him. No, she was around, so you didn't have to go and say, "Oh, this is what they were going through. This is the baby." Like she had a whole career in the in the middle of that that he was managing, and there was a whole thing there, and that that was just all left out. So. I I guess that's why she made her thing is because she wanted it to be seen. It wasn't about that. It was about the music and the struggle. It was about the music and the struggle of the uh, of the of the group. Um, Straight out of Compton was, you know, it wasn't about their um, their own personal lives. Right. It was more about the group's life. Right. Exactly. So she shouldn't have been in there because nobody else had their girls in there. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I, I could feel that. And so I guess that's why she made her own. She made her own movie. Now, uh, we talked about how it would affect his career. This whole thing about him beating her up, like the entire, their whole relationship after their first year of being together, he was beating on her, supposedly, is, is the way she depicted it in her movie. Um, and what this would do to Dr. Dre's career, and after watching the way it, he admitted it as well, he he like I said, he and, talked about and he admitted before. it, but now he's denying it though. By the way, no, is he saying it? Yeah, he's saying it. 
he wants he wants to sue Sony Pictures if they bring it out, and he didn't put his hands on her. He didn't beat her. What? So, yeah. No. He said he didn't do it. He said he he didn't he didn't beat Michelle. A, is what he said. That's mm-hmm. what's being written. So, okay. Anyway, he's denying that that even happened. Although last year he did make an apology to the women he've hurt, but he didn't say how he hurt them though. So maybe, maybe. But anyway, what was it going to do to Dr. Dre's career? And after watching the movie, I don't think it's going to have any effect on his career at all. So I believe that you were corrected when you were saying. I was saying that there's a potential with all that's coming out that it could make people look at him a certain way. But since it was a time that was years and years and years ago, I mean, we're talking about their relationship has been over for 20 years and he's been married for 20 years to this other lady now mm-hmm. um there's really i mean it doesn't look good but now she looks like an opportunist exactly she looks like because at the end of the movie it talked about her get, being back in the studio and her coming out with more music and Ain't nobody listening for her. Ain't nobody, yeah, nobody was checking, checking for her. nobody was checking for her. you're right and in the movie it showed that she came out with some music she you know she had an album or maybe more than one album and she was promised to make another album with dre but it didn't happen and then she got with suge and promised to make an album but it didn't happen and she never got that opportunity again so she's telling her story and now maybe she'll be able to get that look now Man, no. Because she, she had a won't. platform. She's done. Look, just do her. Why Why can't she just be happy with her one hit and tour off of that? She can eat off of that. She's people, touring? People can She's eat, touring right now. People can eat off of their one hit. They don't got to go and act like they want to make more music. Sir Mix-A-Lot ain't out here saying he's making another album. No, nah, man. That's because he, maybe he ain't into music like that. If she's really a music person, she wants to put her music out, man. And nobody wants to hear it. You don't know that. People don't. She was put on the shelf. We don't know if people want to hear her or not. They was comparing her to Whitney Houston. They were saying that of her time, she might have been as good or better than Whitney Houston Dude, with her voice. You're going to learn. When I, when I make a prediction like that, it's, it's normally right. <laughs> like, like I just told you with this Dre thing, it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt him. You 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 said yep. you said you agree now. Yep, I'm with it. Dog, ain't no. <laughs> who who's done it? Have have who's we seen what? have we seen somebody from the past in who's been cold for twenty years all of a sudden pop back up and just become hot <laughs> for twenty years? Who okay. who who who's done that? And why would she be the one to do it? Somebody can do it. And why not? Okay. Why not? Charlie there's, Wilson kind of did it. Yeah, oh, Charles, yeah, that's true. But he did it. He had he had some he had some ends. He had some he had some some ways to get in. Kanye was with him. Uh and he had Snoop there. Snoop Snoop was with him. Yeah, so every step of the way. He right? had, he had some people to co-sign for him. And he didn't come in trying to act like he was really trying to be that guy. Actually, he oh, came man, back. He was on hooks. He was he was trying to be that guy on those hooks. He he was he was singing those hooks hard, bro. But he was, he was himself. Hard. Yeah, it was still him. 
But he was singing his he was singing his life away. He really was. He was trying hard. Okay. So, well, okay, so some, ain't nobody trying to pull, you know, Michelle A's career out of the grave to That's true. To be featured. Damn, bro, the grave? Yeah. Yo, he's so mean with it, bro. So interesting fact, I didn't know Dre had so many kids, bro. He got a lot of kids. Oh, does he? Yeah, man. I didn't know so that. by the time he was twenty two, twenty three, he had three kids already. He had a kid at sixteen. See, he didn't again, he didn't mention nothing about no kids on the show. I mean on the movie because it wasn't about that. Yeah. I didn't I, I didn't say nothing about that. I didn't say that he had to. No, no, I was, I was just I was just I was just fact. saying that. I was just saying that as a, a that, it, that they point. kept it straight to the group right. that's what they stuck to. Right. Yeah. Right. They did they, they they did keep it very group oriented. So, um, but yeah, man, he had he had three kids by the time he was twenty three. He had to make it out of Compton, bro. He right. had he had mouths to feed. So and it did portray him as beating the snot out of her. Um he he beat her good in the movie. Um so I wasn't there. I don't know what happened or how it happened. I'm pretty sure something in the middle between him not beating her, him actually beating her as bad as she said and it's somewhere in the middle, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um and that movie really portrayed her as being naive, very very naive. I mean, it's it's actually shocking that she even let it come out that way. Kudos for to her for appearing to tell the truth, but she was messing with Dre, and she knew that he had a bunch of other women the entire time, pretty much, which is pretty interesting. Is it? Yeah, he's a superstar. What what's what's, what's even surprising about that though? Uh, he's a superstar in the eighties. Yeah. In the early nineties, uh, I guess I guess I'm not that close to superstars, so I don't know what living that kind of life is like. But usually, I mean, I'm guys, not either. But I would just assume. Yeah, usually, guys would try to hide that thing. No, but I mean, he was just like super out in the open. No. He just didn't. I wouldn't think that. I mean, he's a millionaire. He's a he's he's a rock star. Like they just kind of expect that. I would imagine. Uh, maybe I guess I haven't. I haven't seen that in action yet. I haven't met a uh, woman that was going for it like that. So then, so she uh, she ended up getting with Shug, right? Whatever happened, happened. Ended up getting with Shug, and he appeared to be a really nice guy to her. Uh, there were some pretty pivotal moments that, from her depiction, was really really nice that he did. And uh, that guy was married, and he told her, "Lo, yo, check it. I'm married." I got a wife already, so I'm not looking for another wife. I'm just looking for a girl, you know, to be with. She was down. Just like, whoa. Okay. He was and rich. He, yeah. She was trying was. to get on. Yeah. Again, I'm not surprised, man. Okay. And so I guess the depiction it may it really makes her look like an opportunist. Her movie that she made about her makes her look like an opportunist she, she's an opportunist who made a movie about her being an opportunist that's what it looks like that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like and then like you watch some of the interviews of like uh of das who was with death row mm-hmm. and 
he was he just flat out saying yeah she messed the group up man you know her tirades and 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 what she was doing she messed the group up for all we know she might have slept with tupac and he brought up a video of uh he was talking <laughs> about a video that's that you can find it on youtube of her like rubbing all over tupac's chest and head and in a very sensual way to make Daz feel like well wow did he get at her too did he smash her too so um she looked like she was being passed around man is what it looks like either that or it looks like she was just going from person to person but it didn't it just didn't look good hmm. it didn't look it didn't look like a very classy woman is what it it, it didn't look that way mm. so interesting but it wasn't a waste of time it was interesting um it i learned a few things um that i didn't know about nwa because i know a lot about them because they've been around for all these years so there is a lot of information i do know about them but uh this was pretty interesting they've been around for what almost 30 years now or it's been about 30 years since they've come out so their story has been out for a long time so that was pretty interesting yeah i I, I just i'm 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 with the uh making of straight out of compton but just this this surviving compton that just bothers me that it just really bothers was she from compton yeah she was okay 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 yeah at least at least the the title of the, <laughs> i was about to say like if she didn't even if she was from like new york and she flew in right and she's talking about surviving compton just based off of what their story was <laughs> no dude she was from she was from the city bro and um i want to touch on something real quick a, a story that came out a couple of days ago about um kanye west being mad at jay-z okay um now before before that popped up we were talking about uh the game going at kind of kind of going at kanye right he he uh, talked about who'd you say he talked about um he kind of took a shot at kim kim kardashian oh yeah he, he was talking slick about uh he talked slick about um china right black china he talked slick about he said some slick lines about kim k and i was like oh man i thought him and Yeezy was boys, you know, they came out with a couple tracks together. You know how volatile Yeezy is. You now I'm not gonna hear another, you know, track with both of them on it. No more collabs now, cause he says something slick about Kim K. But then like like as soon as you said that, all these videos started coming out about Kanye West going you know, doing his little tirade about jay-z and how jay-z and him ain't even really friends for real jay-z didn't uh come to his wedding (laughs) jay-z only called he didn't come and check on uh kim when she got robbed right blue and north ain't never met before which i'm shocked but i'm not shocked he said they don't play together huh I didn't know that. So I I saw like a little headline thing, one of those clickbait things about 
what uh kanye was his little tirade about why didn't you come over to the house don't call if you want to know how i'm doing or how she's doing you need to come through so yeah that but blue and northwest not plant never playing together dude i don't know how i can't believe that because they don't be kicking it like that Uh, like beyonce don't want to be nowhere near kim kardashian so probably yeah, they, they not. not. They're not setting up any play dates or nothing. No, yeah, that's true. So, but they can have their nannies do it. Because <laughs> let's be real, the nannies are doing most of the work there. Oh, uh, Kim Kardashian be having North with her all the time. Mm, okay, don't she? Yeah, I mean, like I always see them together. Oh, uh, I don't really. I don't. I haven't seen him on the TV lately, but for the photo op, I remember. I remember listening to something where West, where Kanye West was doing an interview, and they was asking him about changing diapers, changing dirty diapers. He said he don't do that. No, that was Jay Z. Well, Jay Z said it on the Breakfast Club. Okay, I want to say I heard Kanye say that too. Yeah, yeah, I know Jay Z said it on the Breakfast Club, but. But anyway, I mean, did did you did you feel like they were tighter than that before at all? Um, I just assumed that they would be sort of tight. You know, they talked about the big brother, little brother thing a lot, and he is signed to Rock Nation. I'm not saying that they go to clubs together because I don't think either of them club like that. But now that I think about it, I mean, they're both really busy people. I mean, Jay is off doing what he's doing running on tour with uh with beyonce you know he's got all these different ventures that he's got going on and kanye he's been doing the the clothing thing for some years now and i'm pretty sure that takes a lot of his time i mean he's even boasted about living in like paris for a couple years so um see now that you say it i can see them not kicking it a whole lot i I could see like kanye trying to facetime jay-z and like beyonce Hands Jay Z the phone and is like it's Kanye again and he's just like <laughs> just hit just hit ignore I just I don't want to talk to him right now I can see right. I can see Jay Z definitely <laughs> just kind of curving Kanye all the time like that right and I can see Kanye being the type that wants to do Facetime and Jay is like yo dude I'm not Facetiming you bro like I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> and like they hit, a, he hit that one time he hits the set and it's just like just Kanye's face and he's just like sitting there smiling like hey Jay right <laughs> yeah this FaceTime thing is cool man like I could just press a button and then it's like we right there in front of each other it's like Jay is like not impressed <laughs> <laughs> but anyway man so yeah man I, I could totally see that so I need to look more into that cause I didn't know he was going into like the babies not playing together and I saw the thing him saying, see, that's the reason that it won't be another Watch the Throne 2 because of this stuff like this. Oh, yeah, he's talking about the Apple. He's talking about the Apple versus Title Beef and right. the, the, um, all the legal crap behind that, I guess. And right. I guess that's why, um, on, on what was that, on Pop Style, that's why there wasn't the Kanye verse on the album version. Mm. It's because yeah. of the title apple thing yep but anyway so it is that time of the year all right it's arguably that time of the year 
Halloween? Um, it is Halloween. I don't think there's no arguments from anybody about that. Okay. Um, but it is officially, I, I would say officially the beginning of cuffing season. Cuffing season? It might be like, the, explain it, might, the it might be like the preseason games right now. But right. regular season starts. You got to find out which teams is doing what, right. you know, <laughs> got to find out the, the best, the best ones to cuff. So <laughs> explain cuffing season to the listeners so they know exactly what we're talking about. So cuffing season is the time period where single people hook up with other single people to okay to kind of become a, a, a couple. An item. An item just for a short period of time. It's kind what of time like a, is that the winter time? It's kind of like the a trial run. Getting... So okay. basically, once it so here in St. Louis, I noticed like basically once it hit seventy degrees, cuffing season was on. People started okay. changing their relationship statuses. Uh, people was getting all booed up. They that's when cuffing season started in St. Louis. So I, when it drops seventy and below. Yeah, because it's starting getting cold. It's starting it's starting to get cold to people, and you know you don't want to be in your cold room by yourself. Right, and and summertime is over, so you're not gonna see these scantily uh, clad women, right? Well, they, so they won't be. Yeah, so that's you, the you thing. You won't be seeing them. You won't be seeing them dressed in uh in in scandalous clothing. And that's the thing, right? So that's 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 where the debate starts the beginning of cuffing season is it halloween or thanksgiving i believe it's halloween because that's the last time that you're going to see the scantily clad, uh, clad women because they're doing like their their uh, sexy costumes you know raunchy costumes right um i it, it does start cooling off it starts in october off. Yeah. It starts cooling off in October in the Midwest for sure. And so um I think Thanksgiving is too long. It's too long. I would say Halloween, that's when it starts getting cool. Yeah, I was going to say you see, know. and so a lot of people say it's Thanksgiving because that's when, you know, it it's definitely cold by then. People are starting to you know go go do things with their family, people are traveling, nobody wants to do see, that stuff. See, that's alone. the problem. You wait to Thanksgiving, you, the one you wanted to cuff might be gone already. Right. Like, the early bird gets the worm. So, go ahead and wait to Thanksgiving. I'm starting around Halloween. Or you might cuff somebody and then realize, like, this ain't the person for you. This isn't what you wanted. This isn't the one you wanted to cuff because chances are the person you're cuffing during cuffing season is going to meet your family. Or they might kind of brush shoulders with them a couple of times. Or, you know, maybe this person doesn't know how to cook. You know, who knows? But you have to figure out all this stuff before cuffing season starts. And, yeah, like you said, Thanksgiving is just too late for that. Right. So you, so if you start around Halloween, you have time to switch it up if you need to. Right. Right, before Thanksgiving hits. Because you don't want to take a sicko to, to Nana's house. Right. <laughs> or to your mom's crib. You don't want to take some, some crazy lady. Right. Or, so, or some crazy guy, right? Right, and so, and then you have, of course, after after Thanksgiving, you got Christmas. So again, they're meeting your family. They're gonna be around your people. 
this is still the this is the the peak of cuffing season, right? It is. By by December, you gotta have it locked down. You gotta know because <laughs> the you're not gonna have anything left. It's not gonna be anything left out there on the rack. I would say I would say Christmas is probably the all star weekend of cuffing season. It's the middle. It's the it's the all star weekend break. And then it's 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 going, you know, it's the hump day of, of cuffing season, basically. Yeah, it's the middle of cuffing season. But the thing is, though, since we're talking Christmas, it's got to be somebody you've been dealing with because they can't be a week old and you buy them a Christmas gift, right? You can't do that in a week old uh, cuffed relationship. You can't oh, no. do that. No, that's why I mean. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah, it's the middle. So that, yeah, exactly. That's why you, you got to have it chosen by then. For sure. <laughs> so, so beginning of December, you better have cuffed him or her. And so, and what Christmas also tells you is if um, you would get good gifts from them, and if they kind of come kind of crazy with your gift, now you can start thinking about dissolving this situation by the end of cuffing season. <laughs> it gives you time to work it out. Right, because you know what's coming next. Well, you got New Year's. New Year's that also that'll also give you the opportunity to see what type of party uh, person you know if they're a party animal or not. You get the right. opportunity to get the, to kind of fill them out on New Year's. That's true. You know, but then the big, the big, the Super Bowl of cuffing season <laughs> is is Valentine's Day. So wait, wait, wait. We talked about when cuffing season starts. We're talking about hump day, uh, all-star weekend of cuffing season being Mm -hmm. around Christmas. Mm -hmm. So when does cuffing season end? I believe it technically ends on Valentine's Day. Because my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, is by the time Valentine's Day hit, you either want to remain cuffed or break the chains right well yeah this is when you make your your decision this is when you're making your final decision right so you, valentine's you, you day. make it to valentine's day like i thought you break it off before valentine's day hit so you don't have no to val- no valentine's day is like um it's like signing day you know <laughs> like where high school kids are about to sign to the college that they're going to go to right right the, the, the so athlete. if you're still around if you're still around for Valentine's Day, it's pretty much a contract from then on. You um, they they still can kind of you still can kind of just end it right there. So you can so Valentine's Day, you decide either a I'm gonna stay with this person and get him a gift, or b I'm gonna hit him with a Jordan fadeaway and yep. just kind of just ghost on him and just turn into smoke and never talk to him again. Yep, and that would mark the end of cover season got it and if they're still around by St. Patrick's Day y'all go together okay it's the thing then yeah it's definitely if you make it to St. Patrick's Day it's a thing right okay that's uh that's fair are there any rules to this cuffing game Mm, I don't know if there's any rules thou shall not cuff one that has been cuffed already Nah, I mean, why, why would why couldn't you cuff somebody that's been cuffed before? No, I'm saying one that's already been cuffed for this season. Like you can't play for two teams, can you? Oh, 
No, no, this is no. That's not the way cuffing season works. Cuffing season isn't that savage. That that would be a little too too much. Cuffing season is a real thing for people who are potentially looking for a real relationship. Got it. So, so no, you wouldn't. So, play, you wouldn't so play is, those it, is it more like a? Is it like a trial running? Because I mean, if we're talking from, you know, uh, Halloween to Valentine's Day, it's not a lot of time. Yeah, it's absolutely a trial run. I mean, because you're, because is, let's say you're in like that place, months. you're in a place with with the winter, right? Yep. And you get snow days, you get snowed in, so your cuff, the person that you're cuffing becomes like your blizzard bay. And y'all might end up in the same house watching Netflix for the next three days. You right. again, you really get to figure out if this is gonna be somebody you wanna deal with. Okay. So you know, you might find out they feet stink or <laughs> she might chew. That'd be a terrible thing to find out that your girl feet stink. Right, she might chew her toenails or some crazy shit, you know. Like, well, as long as she don't eat them, then I mean, if she just bite them off with her teeth, I guess it's not that bad. Yeah, because you assume that the feet are clean, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They probably clean it in somebody's hands because you don't know what people are touching. And people don't wash their hands after the bathroom, so maybe I'd rather have a toenail chewer than a fingernail biter, maybe mm. possibly. That's debatable. I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> so after cuffing season, right? Uh, you you try them out on the trial run. Maybe you try them out for a couple years during this time period, and you guys remain an item. Oh yeah, cuffing season. Cuffing season is just the just like you said that four months. Then after that, you're yeah. in a relationship. Then you're in a relationship, yeah. right? So you 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 tried you've tried her out, you know, for a few years now. And you know what? She's the one. And you go to pop that question. You want to go and get engaged, right? Okay. What do you do? You you go out and you go get her the best ring you can find. And generally, what kind of ring is that? Um, a diamond ring, right? A diamond ring, right? And so, I got a I got a beef with diamonds, man. I I have a little beef with diamonds because they're not all they're cracked up to be. And I wasn't fully aware of that until my own research. Um, and after that, I realized that diamonds aren't what they're cracked up to be. So we know that when you're looking for a diamond, well, hold, on, a few hold, things on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you got to qualify yourself as being a diamond um, advisor here. So, okay. so can you give us a little background history of, of your of your um my qualifications? Yeah, your qualifications. How did you get into uh, to this point to where you know all of these things about diamonds? All right. So when I was a young whippersnapper, a young rap listener, there was a lot of uh there was a lot of bling talk going on. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of talks of, you know, having a the shiniest jewels and so you know what i figured I'm, i want to dibble and dabble into that i had my ear pierced when i was a young whipper uh michael jordan had his left ear pierced 
And with, I figured I'd get the, my with the hoop. I, I'd get my left <laughs> my left ear pierced. With the old with the old man hoop earring. I didn't have the hoop though. Okay. No, I'm just I saying Michael Jordan hoop. though. Michael Jordan definitely had the hoop. Because back then guys were not a you, you weren't supposed to get both ears pierced at that time. Right. Because you were considered to be homosexual if you did such. Thank goodness times have changed now that that stupid theory is out the window. But uh, I had my left ear pierced because for some reason the left one made you more mannish versus getting the right one or getting both of them. Weird stuff. That's so weird. <laughs> you have to get your left ear pierced. That has to come from somewhere. I don't know the research on that. I need to. I need to get the background on that. Why was it the left ear? So if you had the right ear or both ears, you were gay. But if you had the left ear for a guy, you, it was okay for right. some reason. To the point where even Michael Jordan followed that rule. The best basketball player in the world followed that logic. He was like, "Nope, so, I might have this. I might have my grandma's <laughs> loop earring in my left ear, <laughs> and that's okay because it's my left. Because it's not the right, and it's not both." Right. So as time progressed, uh, rappers, they started getting both ears pierced and talking about diamonds and platinum. So when I was in high school, I had a job. I started looking at an earring. Yeah. Uh, and I noticed that <laughs> I couldn't buy singles. <laughs> a single earring. <laughs> I could, they wouldn't let me buy singles. I went to a real jewelry store. I forget which one it was. Was it Zales? It might have been Zales. I want to say it. Um, that was the realest jewelry store I knew. It's better than like one of those uh, kiosks right. <laughs> where they just selling like gold off the kiosk, right? Right. But uh, I went to, uh, t- I think it was Zales. I believe it was. It wasn't Hillsburg? No, no, no. I didn't have that kind of money, bro. Oh, okay. Dude, I was a 10th grader. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, Platinum was a big deal again, and I I bought me I bought my first pair of platinum and diamond earrings, and so I got a little bit educated on on ear on diamonds and how uh, how to purchase diamonds and the quality of diamonds and why these were so much bigger but they cost less than these that were really really small, and uh, so I learned a little bit about that detail. And so I I deemed myself the first person in Berkeley High School with platinum and diamond earrings in that school. Uh, I had some quarter carat platinum and diamond earrings. Mm -hmm. Oh, so by the way, I didn't buy. I mean, I had to buy it in a pair. Right. Right. I I couldn't buy singles. So I, I bought it in a pair. And so I was like, well, if I got these two earrings, I might as well go get my other ear pierced. Yeah. You know, these are some really nice earrings. I paid a lot of money for those things. What did I pay? I think I paid like, was it like $1,400? I think I paid like 1400 Stupid kid, dog. Like, I got a job, and that's what I'm thinking about is buying $1,400 earrings. <laughs> That's just so stupid. But anyway, so I did it though. I did it. It, it, it. You came to school and you showed us the earrings, but you didn't just floss the earrings. What else did you show us? <laughs> you talking about the certificate card yeah. it came with? Yeah. <laughs> He's a card carrying <laughs> member to certify that these are platinum. He kept he kept the card in his wallet 
just in case anybody ever tried to check him on it. I don't yo, know if he's going to challenge you. Yo, I, I'm not rolling with the fake. I'm certified, homie, straight up. <laughs> so he's a card carrying member of the uh, Diamond Platinum Diamond Club. Yo, dog, that is so funny. I forgot all about that, dog. I have my uh, my GIA certification card, bro. Straight People up. were very flashy back then. I mean, you had to do everything. You have to make sure you you was who you said you was. Right. You know, you didn't want to be caught with the fake stuff because there was a lot of there's a lot of cubics and everything going around back then. Definitely. There was a lot of big diamonds and they weren't real. And there was a lot of green ears and keloids on the back of ears <laughs> because of fake fake uh, jewels. So. So that's why I know because back when I was a young whipper at around 15, 16, I, I learned about diamonds and how to right. uh, how to choose good, you know, a good set of uh, earrings, right. man. And, I and, a and, bit and one more that. and one more thing before you get into it. So where are these earrings right now? I don't have them. They ended up somebody broke into my mom's house and that was one of the things that was stolen out of there. Because wow. I ended up giving them to my mom. When I went to the Marine Corps, you're not allowed to wear earrings in the military. Yep. Or in the Marine Corps, that is. They don't allow that. So I just gave it up. There's a lot of people who sneak and wear them like when they're off duty. Uh, but if you get caught wearing them, you can be uh, disciplined. Wow. So Marines don't wear, male Marines don't wear earrings. And are your ears pierced now? They're still pierced. I mean, you, still you can wear still earrings? see. I don't. Oh, okay. I haven't. I haven't worn earrings since. So. so are they still pierced? Is mine are kind of like closed up like that too? But you can still see the dots there. Nah. Um. So there was at one point just to see if I could still do it, and this was years ago after I got out of the Marine Corps. So wow, this is like ten years now. But shortly after I got out, um, I tried to put some in, and they still fit. And, um, you know, I just had to wiggle them around and it just eventually opened the hole back up. Yeah. I think I think I can still put some earrings in my ear if I really wanted to. I just don't have the desire to do it now. All right. So nothing so. against it. Just not my thing. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it, man. So diamonds. So, yeah. And know so you're by qualified. the way, so I'm qualified. I'm a diamondologist. Okay. I'm, I'm good with this. All okay. right. I'm a, I was a certified GIA uh car carrying member i think that's like the 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 gemological institute association or something i forget okay. what it is i don't know but yeah i was a car carrying member i i'd been rocking diamonds for a long time so i do know about the four c's the cut which is basically the shape i bet the ooh, clarity, clarity. Ah, yeah i knew it was gonna be one of them Yep, the clarity. So this is the inclusions inside of the diamond, right? And carrot? this is why, huh? Is carrots one? Carrot is one. Okay. Carrot is the weight. And then you have the color of the diamond. Ah. Is it, you know, if you have a if you have a white diamond or a transparent diamond, it's you you would want a colorless diamond. You don't want one that's tinted yellow. Gotcha. So you you want for the shape, you want whatever shape tickles your fancy. For the clarity, you want the least amount of inclusions as possible. So inclusions will be like blemishes or flaws in the diamond. You want the diamond to be flawless. So that's the difference between having those large diamonds that look like crushed ice when you look at them up close and having something that looks almost see-through. 
the carrot is the weight. So the bigger the you know the more weight you have, the better. Because in America everything is bigger. You want everything big. Bigger is and better. And then the color, and then the color, uh, color being if we're talking transparent diamonds or white diamonds, color being colorless. But there are also colored diamonds like there are black diamonds and yellow diamonds and pink diamonds and green diamonds, and those are rare diamonds. So uh, I ended up listening to this podcast, Stuff You Should Know. Good podcast. You should check it out sometime. And I listened to their podcast about diamonds, and it totally changed my whole view of diamonds. I despise diamonds now. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I don't. They're not my thing anymore. So what? Kanye West didn't like diamonds for, or forever didn't get you off a of diamond. Nah, man, that's some of the propaganda. You still that with it, makes huh? people buy diamonds and makes them synonymous with engagement rings and such. So back in the, I mean, they got pretty popular like in the 1940s. By the by the time the 40s hit, people were then start giving diamonds as engagement rings but before that you would just give like other gemstones like rubies you'll give a ruby as an engagement ring which is much cheaper than what diamonds are going for but basically diamonds are owned by or most of the diamonds 80 percent of the diamonds in the world is owned by De Beers um which is a cartel that uh that has a stronghold on the diamond market and so, because they have a stronghold on the diamond market, like a, they like a can Mexican cartel, or well, a, a cartel is basically a group, a group of companies that might have been rivals before, but they get together just so they can have the most power over something. Okay. So that's what a cartel. A cartel is just a group of a group of companies that might have been rivaling companies before, but now they're together so they can run stuff. Gotcha. So, the Beers is a cartel, and they own, I mean, they are running, they're pretty much running the market for diamonds. And so, they have these uh, sales each year. They only have like 10 of them, right? right? And they only let licensed people, there's like 200 people that can come in come and, and buy, buy from them. Yep, I've heard yeah. of that. Right? And they sell them in an uncut form. It actually sounds like the dope game, to be honest. I've heard of that, too. <laughs> the way that this thing is run because you come in and you're buying a hundred million dollars worth of uncut diamonds and there's only certain people that can come in the door and buy this so me and you if we had 500 million dollars to blow on diamonds nope. we couldn't go straight to the beers we got to go to these one of these 200 guys that got it from the beers right and so that was pretty interesting and so when you talk about well why is it being run so secretively and why is it being run this way you start thinking about well is what they're saying about them true so i mean did you grow up thinking that diamonds appreciate in value yeah i mean you you think diamonds are wonderful and it's, it's the ultimate you know right but you would think that if if you bought diamonds you want to get the best ones you can buy because eventually you can sell them somewhere and they'll be worth some type of money, right? Right, of course. You think they'll be worth money, right? Yeah, if I was to sell them, you would think it would be, I mean, it's a diamond. Right, it's a diamond. Well, that's not the case. But that's because diamonds aren't rare, okay? Diamonds are all over the place. 
So in in the law of supply and demand, since there is such a high supply of diamonds out there, they're not going to be worth much on on the market. And by the way, and that was this was all done by design by the beers. Right. So the slogans diamonds are girl's best friend. Diamonds are forever. Those slogans were made by the beers. That was their campaign to okay. get you to buy diamonds. So that was that made me feel some kind of way when I found that out. It's like, oh man, <laughs> you know, that was a it was just a marketing thing this whole time. It was just a marketing thing. Oh, and the idea that uh whenever you buy diamonds, just like I did, I bought those diamond earrings and I passed them to my mom, right? There's there's this thing that there's a stigma that you think, well, Diamonds are forever, so I'm just going to keep them. I'm just going to pass them down. They're family heirlooms, right? Okay. Well, that's another marketing ploy. That's another marketing tactic because if I, if I have you keep your diamonds, then there's not a lot of diamonds on the market. And as long as there's not that many diamonds on the market, like reselling, then I can continue to sell new diamonds. Right. Right. And that's that's so shady, bro. And I don't think people know that. I think people think that I got to buy diamonds because they're very prestigious. And, you know, they're prestigious and they cost a lot of money and they mean a lot to women. And I could pass them down from person to person. And if I ever got into a pinch, I can sell them back somewhere. And the fact is, is that somebody would have to want to buy your diamond from you. So if I bought a diamond and I wanted to sell it somewhere, why would somebody give me more money for for it? You know what I mean? Like if I tried to sell it to you, why not just go buy your own diamond from, you know, that's certified, has less inclusions, colorless or whatever. I wouldn't pay you more for your diamond that you've had for 10 years. I just go down to a jewelry store or a jeweler and go get my own well i mean is it is it would you really be selling it directly to a person or i mean like if you're trying to yeah. get rid of your diamonds are you selling it to a person i'm or saying anybody i'm, I'm like saying a pawn shop you know i'm saying all scenarios like if if, if i'm a jeweler why would i b- i'm getting my diamonds right from the rep from the beers so why would I buy your diamond back from you? Why would I give you more money than what you pay for? What's going to happen is they're going to look at your diamond, they're going to weigh it, and they're going to give you what's considered the going rate. Kind of the same thing that they do for gold. Right. Which doesn't exactly appreciate in value. Gold holds value, depending on how solid the gold is. Yeah, I was going to say, that goes up and down, right? Right. As long as they didn't step on it and like mix a bunch of alloys with it, right? Well, I mean, like, isn't there like the uh like isn't it something to do with the stock market or economy or something that it does where the, does. the price of gold is goes up and down right so diamonds is isn't true. the same way uh or aren't the same way is that i true? don't know how that going rate works as far as selling them because i've never been in a position to sell them that way but from what i read it is the same way there's a going rate for diamonds if you're trying to sell them somewhere, if you try to sell your diamonds back, 
because they right. because I think like the pawn shops and stuff, and they'll go and they'll actually they'll go and check something. Um, I don't know if they got like a website or something, but they go right. and they'll go and check and say, "All right, so this is what gold is going for. This is how much I'm giving you for it." Exactly. For this weight or whatever. Exactly. Same thing. Just like they do gold and just like they do silver, it's the same exact thing. So. This whole thing is a big marketing ploy, a big lie, and people are steadily spending their life savings to buy their fiance this six carat diamond ring for them to have. When I mean, it's cool if that's what you want to have, but it's 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 mainly just a trophy at this point. It's right. not something that's more. It's not an investment. And then there's this thing going around where people actually they don't want to lose their real ring because it's a carrot two carrots or whatever so what they do is they go buy a cubic zirconia and that's their everyday ring that they wear but then their actual diamond ring is put in a safe or left at home and so maybe they wear it out on special occasions or something or yeah yeah on special occasions or when they don't want to lose the so they wear the cubic when they don't want to lose it so if they're going out somewhere they're going out of town they wear the cubic because they don't want to lose their real one they're going to the gym you don't wear your your two carat diamond ring to the gym so you wear your cubic to the gym but then it seems like that turns into you start wearing the cubic more than you wear the actual and so what's the point of even having an actual why not just buy the cubic at that point because you're keeping it in this safe but it's not appreciating value it's just sitting and it's not getting any love you know and let's be clear most people won't know your your cubic is a cubic true right like true you you can go show pretty much anybody any common person and they're gonna look at that and they'll be like, "Wow!" And you tell them, "Oh yeah, this is a real diamond." They all they can do is believe you because most of the people aren't gonna know what to look for. You know, they they just well, won't know. No, I, I'll say that looking at cubics is kind of looking at fake boobs. Like so, some people really, you can tell because of how crystal clear it is. And the fact that there are no inclusions in the diamond, uh, you can see straight I, through. I would it. guarantee you, most people don't even know what the hell you mean by inclusions. Like, most people aren't gonna know what to look for. Like, you you took the time out to educate yourself on this on this matter, so you know words like inclusions. I'm not gonna know what to look for. Okay, well, that, well, that'll be more of a guy thing then. Girls, I'm sure. Most girls have educated, have done uh, at least a a small amount of educating themselves because they're the ones who ultimately want this ring from somebody. Right. So I'd imagine that a lot of women out there, just like most guys can't tell what fake boobs look like. They don't know which ones are fake or which ones are, are real. But girls can just look at it. Same with when women are wearing fake hair or a wig. A lot of times guys can't tell when it's a wig. But the chicks, they be like, mm, that's a wig. I can tell. Look, look at her hairline. I can tell that's a wig. See, that's a, that's a little more common, though. I just don't think most people will know a diamond, like what what to look for for like a real diamond or a real yeah. gold or whatever. Right, right. So I say, I say go for the cubic, man. And they actually have cubics now that 
are made to look they actually put inclusions in them so they don't look so perfect so mm-hmm. they are made to look like really good diamonds there's actually man-made diamonds nowadays as well um i wasn't aware of that until i listened to the podcast but they're actually man-made diamonds which actually can be made in days um and they are it's hard for people to tell it's even hard for a gemologist to tell the difference between those so man-made diamonds and the actual diamonds even you wouldn't know huh yeah even me even me i I would even have a problem with this so (laughs) so man let that be let let that be a lesson man lay off of the diamonds man all you're doing is supporting the De Beers cartel and giving them a bunch of money. Um, and the blood diamonds, right? I mean, like the whole. Oh situation. yeah, then there's the, there's the there's the conflict diamonds out yeah. there, but I think they're pretty much putting the lock on that in America, where oh, like, yeah. they have they have some type of treaty system, and. Uh, you have to supply some type of paperwork. I'm sure there's loopholes to all this stuff. Yeah, like shout there is out, with everything. Shout else, out to uh, Kanye and Leonardo DiCaprio for shutting that whole thing down. Well, see, that's the man. And we just did, we just did a, a podcast about that, taking the credit for someone else's work. Did you know that song was actually like Lupe Fiasco song first? Was it? Yeah. Well, Lupe yeah. tripped and let it go. <laughs> and he was on the track but I think that was Lupe's song first he was like, on it and Kanye was like yo huh you said Lupe was on it yeah when he was when he was talking about the conflict diamonds I believe Lupe was on there hmm I keep saying believe because the only version that I can remember is the remix that he did with Jay that right. went really really hard but on the original I believe Lupe was on the original Okay, I can't recall that, but yeah, it was it was a while. Unless you tomorrow to make an original, original, but I know just the the one on the uh, the album version is just Kanye, right? Um, bang, let's see, conflict diamonds, yeah, Lupe, Lupe, uh, he had the concept first, but anyway, that's that. So don't buy conflict diamonds. Yo, just lay off of diamonds in general. My homeboy bought his uh fiance a what kind of was it? Was it an emerald? No. Was it an emerald? He bought a gemstone that wasn't a diamond and he was able to get a carrot at a fraction of the cost and it looks just as beautiful. Actually looks better than what a to me than what a diamond would. The ring was very well made. And I oh I don't know if I said that and oh yeah I did I did talk about that back in back in the forties before diamonds were a thing that they were giving gemstones yeah. away right yeah yeah so, different stuff yeah I mean for the resale value in order for it to be something that's gonna be a lot more money than what you pay for it at first you have to it had to be owned by like a Beyonce or something like a Beyonce sold her diamonds she can auction those off for millions of dollars because she had the diamond but when you go and take your grandma's diamond don't think you're going to get remotely the same amount that was that was paid when she bought it yeah you see that you see that all the time like on those um pawn wars and stuff or pawn stars or whatever 
where people come and like pawn something and they think it's gonna be worth so much more and really <laughs> all that is is just the uh um what's it what's it called the not the sentimental value is what it is oh yeah definitely definitely you know it's just and so that's the thing with anything that you're reselling I mean, nothing is worth anything unless somebody's willing to buy it. Right. Right. So even if you have a house that you bought for two hundred thousand and it gets appraised at six hundred thousand, and you think, man, I could make an extra four hundred thousand. That's only if somebody's willing to pay that six hundred that it was appraised for. Because somebody else might walk up and say, man, this ain't worth no six hundred. I don't care what the appraiser says. It's only worth three fifty to me. So. In order for you to have that resale value, somebody's got to be willing to pay for it. Oh, I had a, a situation like that happen with basketball cards, bro. So I have um, <laughs> this Allen Iverson rookie card. Right. And then my, and what is it? Is it called the Beckman magazine? I Beckett. remember it was Beck's, Beckett? Beckett. Beckett. My Beckett magazine said that that card was worth like $60 or something. Yeah. And so... I took it to like a card shop and I was like, so how much would you give me for a card like this one? And instead of telling me how much he'll give me, he said, well, why are you selling it? I was like, oh, because because I was reading in my book that it was worth this much. And my, my Beckett said it was worth like 60 bucks. And he said, well, I mean, I'm not in the market to, to buy it from you, but I mean, it is a nice card. And that's kind of where he left it. I thought that when I walked in there, you know, when you have a book that's appraising your stuff for you, you know, I, it was the exact card in the Beckett magazine for the 60 bucks. It was a rookie card, Allen Iverson rookie card. The uh, the guy wasn't that interested, though. So if nobody's willing to buy it from you, then it's 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 not that big of a deal. <laughs> Dude, I got so, I got a big. I'm gonna have thousands of cards that are just sitting in the house, and like you said, they're not gonna be worth anything. I got a bunch of. Uh, I still have mine too. They're they're in my garage in here somewhere. I just looked at them a couple of years ago. They're still in good uh good condition too, man. I got like a Kevin Garnett rookie card. I got an AI rookie card. I got a Kobe rookie card. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't think people care about that kind of thing anymore, man. Like, like again, it's just sentimental. So, so basically, you're saying that I should have sold it for the fifty yep. when I had the when yep. I had the chance. Because I had a, I got a shot card, a rookie card that the Beckett was saying that it was worth a hundred dollars. I know it's not going to be worth that now. Somebody will buy it. You if go there, on eBay. Somebody will get it. If bro. there's even a Beckett, like, does, does that even exist anymore? I have no idea. Like I have no idea. Do East Bay magazines exist anymore? I don't. <laughs> oh, East Bay does. I just got one of those in the mail the other day. I was looking at it. I was like, man, I would never pay these prices. Because <laughs> they are taxing. I'm good. I'll That's wait till the Nike That's clearance sale. I was so happy when that East Bay used to come in. Yeah, because that was our only source of finding the new hotness. You Like the new basketball shoes. Like right. there was nowhere else to go. Right. Like Nike didn't like there was no Nike website to go to to see what was coming out. So that was a new hotness. Oh, and I got one more bone to pick too before we go about these diamond rings too. Okay. 
Yeah, so check it. People who are getting these engagement rings, the person who bought you that ring, they bought you that ring because they wanted you to have it, whether it was a diamond, whether it was an emerald, whatever the hell it was. They bought you because they wanted you to have it. And so that's the ring that you get, okay? So all this talk about upgrades, yo, you need to kill that. Kill that noise about upgrades because when I propose to you, I'm stuck with you. I don't get an upgrade. You know what I'm saying? In 10 years, <laughs> I don't get to upgrade you. That's not how that works. So why do you think the ring that I bought you, you get to upgrade that? Shut that down, man. That should be <laughs> shut down. All right. I'm done. I'm done with that. Kind of got me upset for a minute. You bought the ring because you because they were in love, right? Yeah, exactly. We well, was in love. I bought you the ring. I don't want to hear about no upgrade. I don't know what the song is about, but then the the queen made a song about upgrade you. I'm I'm really not sure what it's about, but well, I she she said let her upgrade you. Uh, the queen bee. Okay. She was talking about let me upgrade you. Well, that's that what was she's cool. saying. They would so they want you to upgrade. They want you to upgrade their ring. Yo, yo, the day that I can upgrade you. Is the day that I can upgrade that ring. So if I can trade you in and get something better, then I'll get you a ring to go with it. Yeah. So stop all that upgrade talk. <laughs> <laughs> the ring you got is the ring you got, alright? You got anything else you good? Um no, I think we covered every oh. Uh, did you wanna <laughs> did you wanna touch on this hair thing real quick? Oh, a hair thing. Jaheem's hair. <laughs> I mean, it, it it got a lot of buzz on the internet. I wasn't too blown back by it. Like, it's a little you, too late. Wait, why is that? Because you felt some kind of way about Jock's hair. Because, well, no. Even with Young Jock, it was just like, eh. Like, like this, just the story didn't move me too much. And then with Jaheem doing it, Within what? Just three months? It was. It hasn't even been that long. Well, for for Ja, for Jahim to come, come behind. I'm saying, but so you saying from the time that Jock did it first? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I think he did it in September. It ain't been that long. This is just September. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's only it, been if a month. not, it was late, late, late August. But I think it was September. So it's only September. been like a month. It's, it's it's a little too soon, but still. It's like, I just don't get what the big deal is. Like, dudes, like, there's still been guys been permanent hair for a long time, right? Like, you see yeah. you see Snoop or, let's say, what, Cat Williams or whoever. Yep. And it's okay for him to do it. It's okay for, I don't know. I think the thing is, is that it looks like a feminine style. Does it? In both cases. I don't think it mm-hmm. does. It, it reminds me of the old doo-wop days. Nah, well, the... Nah, I don't know. Even the doo-wop days were slightly different. I mean, they had they like, have different styles. They they had different styles. They weren't all the same, you know. I hadn't seen jock style. Jock style is like a straight kind of style. Like, almost like a blowout straight kind of thing. They kind of uh, had that. Or what? Your boy, your boy Jaheem had like 
the little the like the little curls i don't even know what to call them but he the rock the he had the curling iron like curling his hair to to do that and i guess i guess like pimps are like laughed at now because that's looks like a pimp hairstyle to me uh jaheem's didn't look pimpish to me you don't think so now that you say that now that you say that pimps did used to have curling irons that's true yeah but I think they're respected because, from what I understand, they ain't no punks. I mean, they might dress different and have, you know, big old uh, coats, got chinchilla coats and such. But they ain't no punks up under those coats. Mm, no, so I'm I don't think you'll laugh at them in their face. At a pimp? Mm-hmm. Mm. They're usually pretty tough guys, bro. Like you I don't can't think be so. no I weak mean, guy. Tough, a tough guy who's beating up on on a, on a chick. <laughs> no, I'm saying. I mean, they're beating up on chicks and guys. You can't be a weak guy and be a pimp. I don't know if pimps would really come at guys for real. Like if if there's a problem, they're gonna come bro. At the you girl. would get all your you would get all your bitches taken. What do you mean? You got to be a pretty tough guy to be a pimp. You can't just be no. You can't be no anybody. I never heard of a pimp fighting another pimp. Like it's it's always they're coming to, they're coming to check like the 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 girl. Bro, it's a that is a serious thing, dog. That's a yeah. People get their chicks taken all the time. They're not fighting out here though. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't say that, bro. I, I watch documentaries that. on YouTube, man. <laughs> I, I've been to some dark places on YouTube, and and watching uh, documentaries about pimps is one of those places. Dog, th- yeah, you just watched the propaganda to make them look better no. in a different light. No, I looked at a bunch of them. What are you talking about? Look up, look yeah. up, pimp Snooky. That's a that's a great documentary. <laughs> pimp Snooky. <laughs> it's nice. It's, 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 it's I'm not good. gonna laugh at his name because he's probably a really tough guy. He's not though. That's uh, that's my point. You'll see. Where, where, You'll see. So where is he pimping at? He's not pimping in like New York, Miami, uh, I California. I want to say he was in Chicago. He's not in San Francisco, huh? I want to say he was in Chicago. Okay. He was somewhere. He was somewhere where he was by. with the shits, wherever he was. Oh, all right. Pimp Snooky. Ain't Snooky that chick's name off of that one show um, on MTV? What was uh, it called? I think you mean... Uh, I think her name was Snooky too. My my uncle um, name was Snooky, and so was the dude across the street that saw me and my Rottweiler. His name was Snooky as well. His name was Snook. What is what is that? Where's that coming from? I don't know. Huh? All right. Is this just a nickname niggas like? I don't know. <laughs> you talking about Jersey Shore? Jersey Shore. Yeah, that was that was a show I was talking about. The chick's name was Snooky. That was the only Snooky I had heard of until just now. The three Snookies you name. Yeah. See, I know three Snookies. <laughs> right. They's all pretty much the same dude. <laughs> <laughs> so they all like talk fast and like fast some, talking, hustling. Yeah. Hustling types. Yeah. That's cool. All right, so we good. Yeah, that was it, man. You got your so the jo- so young Jock hair greater than uh, Jaheem's hair. That's that's how I'm in that greater than symbol, Jaheem. Mm. Okay. Yeah, man. I I I was digging Jock's style. Maybe maybe I said that on the podcast. Yeah. Maybe maybe that'll be the name of this one. This 
Ja greater than no Jock greater than Ja. <laughs> Possibly. We'll we'll talk about that. We'll figure that out. So there you have it, man. That's the end of this podcast. You could be anywhere in the world. You could be listening to anyone in the world right now, but you're listening to us and we greatly appreciate it. We want to say the same thing that we've been saying every week. That radio that you're listening to is just repetitive, man. It's the same stuff. We give you something different. We give you something that's thought-provoking. We want to stimulate that brain of yours. So why don't you go get yourself a fork? Go go get yourself a knife, a napkin, a plate. Sit down and eat with us. We got that food for thought for you. Jaren and I have another Corporate Streets production. We call it the PowerCast. So whether you're corporate, whether you're street, we know that you want that control over your life. You want that power. So you need to listen to our PowerCast, which discusses the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, our OG. So we read his book, we ingest it, and we give our interpretation of what he's talking about. If you want to talk to us about cuffing season, your love or hate relationship with diamonds, you want to talk about Young Jock's hair or Jaheem's hair, you can go ahead and hit us up at thecorporatestreets at gmail.com. That's the corporate streets with a Z at gmail.com. You need help handling the situation. You can go ahead and hit us up. Drop us a line. And yeah, I heard that Xbox One coming on, Jen. Can you <laughs> hold on a minute? It ain't over yet. <laughs> anyway, you can drop us a line. We are the advice connoisseurs. We need you to go to iTunes and SoundCloud and comment rate and subscribe we want that feedback we want to know what we're doing right what we're doing wrong we want to make it better and we want to make sure that you get you know get that subscription going so you can get us every week so you don't have to go look for us we'll just come to you we have a facebook page that's been lit this last week it's the corporate streets podcast it's been going crazy you need to get in on that and lastly do not forget the twitter handle at corp streets that's been going a little crazy too been putting a little bit more work into that and you know what you're listening to this is the corporate streets podcast this is the podcast for people who spend a mint on that shiny new one carat flawless colorless diamond to propose to their fiance but after they said yes to the engagement you have to take the ring to the pawn shop so you can get the cash to cover next month's mortgage. Peace. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. Holla. Go get that money back. Go get you something a little cheaper. Go get a cubic. You want to be real. 